crawl, walk, run. I've tried to record this episode about four times now, and it kind of becomes a chaotic mess. We'll see how it goes. I'm a little bit different of an engineering manager than, than maybe most in that I live at the two extremes of either being hyper-involved or not involved at all with coming up with a solution for a given problem. A lot of times I, I really hope and wish for any engineers that I may work with to have complete autonomy. When that autonomy starts to lead to problems, or if that autonomy, if my spidey sense sort of perks up and says, hey, I haven't heard from this person in about a month, I know that there's there's likely a storm brewing, and that means I have to get involved. At that point, I get hyper-involved. I typically try, and when I do, whenever, actually, whenever I solve a problem or whenever I start to try and solve a problem, I, I always take the, the crawl, walk, run approach or in an engineering context, make it work, make it right, make it fast. And when I do that, if I pair up with an engineer, generally we should have something to show for ourselves within an hour or two, um, and a day tops. I bring this up because I I came down to do a sober call and found out that my sober call was in an hour and sitting in front of a computer, what am I going to do? I'm going to write some fucking code. And I've been working on this particular function for eight months now, a function that started out, I, I had to look it up. It started out as 25 lines and now it's down to 15 lines. And there's there's a there's a balance when you when you refine code, when you refactor as we call it in that you can make something you, you want something to be small and concise, but sometimes concise can lead to being terse and and hard to read. You can be so clever that no one can no one else can understand what's going on so there is a there is a balance to it there's an art to it you just don't write the smallest amount of code um and this is and i th- i think the best engineers i know have a good have a good sense of like what is too brief or what is too terse and what is readable And it also reminds me of a a similar story, although different, in that um, I was tasked with writing um, a function to lazily load images. Um, That way, when you visit a web page, only images that you actually see load. And it took me about nine months, and it was like 100 lines. And the program manager that I was working with was like, wait a minute, you spent nine months and you're telling me it's only a hundred lines or whatever. And sometimes the reality is like, I took nine months, so it only had to be a hundred lines. See, I think the best software solutions, the best solutions are like river rocks. They get polished over time. Um, Too often engineers can turn a rock into a boulder. They just, you know, pile on more stuff and in the reality of if you're building software that you want to um, it, you want it to stand the test of time, 
Um, it really should be more like a river rock and less like a boulder. That's what I, when I sat down with my extra hour, um, I've been thinking about this problem and it's, it's such a stupid, trivial problem space to work in. Um, but it brings me joy. And at the end of the day, that's, that's what it's all about is finding joy. Um, I love being at the, the intersection of design and technology. Um, and I think writing really beautiful code that is not too terse, that is readable, um, because writing code is, is a language you're working with languages. Um, you are communicating, um, writing really beautiful code is something that brings me an immense amount of joy. Um, as I've talked about, you know, sometimes I get overwhelmed and I have too much of that, too much of a good thing. And that causes me problems. But today with a little bit of, little bit of time to spare, I shrunk a 25 line function into 15 lines. And I think it's still pretty readable and I'm pretty excited about it. Thanks a lot. Have a great weekend. Bye. Bye.